0: Big
1: fluff. My name is Thurgood. Hi, how are you? Hi. I'm here today because I'm addicted to marijuana.
2: Oh. Oh. You went here for some marijuana? Marijuana? Man, this is some bullshit.
1: Marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen them Now that's an addiction, man. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Huh? Mm. No. No, I can't say I have. I didn't think so.
0: Fool this man! Mm.
2: Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman and you're listening to Hobo Radio
0: And now two guys with worse jokes than me Joel Murphy and Lars
1: Hello again, I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. With me, Lars Periwinkle. What's up man? Yo, what's up, man? Whoa, whoa! What's, I was. What's not... going
2: on, money?
1: Whoa, whoa! What is happening? Oh, I'm bringing the energy to the show. I don't like it. I'm just gonna. You don't like I'm it? A, oh. I aggressively do not like this energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out.
2: No, come on, man! This is like some old school Brooklyn energy. What's up? That's what you were going for. I was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, my bad. Okay, well, I'll cut it out. You can Break it down. Okay, you yeah, can yeah. Bring it down. That's
1: fine. let's. we will break it down. Yeah, why don't? Okay, no, you don't need to go full NPR. If we can find somewhere
2: between Fuck. Brooklyn and NPR, like. okay, we'll find it. We'll find it. How okay. are you? I I'm all right. Good. Yeah. I look. Do you want to? Let's do some housekeeping. We got to do
1: some housekeeping first. Okay. Let's, yep, let's clean it up. Let's. So first of all, Molly pointed out something. This is just an update from the last show. Uh, we were talking about Betty White passed away. We were talking about uh, hot ladies in their 90s and who's the hottest lady in her 90s. She had a good point. Rita Moreno. So just adding that to oh, the list. Oh, shit. Yep. Adding, adding. Is she in
2: her 90s? I, apparently.
1: I mean, Molly looked oh. it up, I assume. Yeah.
2: Okay. She looks uh, younger than me. That's jacked up.
1: She definitely, she looks younger than both of us, like, for sure. Fuck. Yeah. All
2: right.
1: Yeah, it's crazy that she just reprised her role. From uh West Side Story.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she just
1: slipped right in there. She's just playing a, a teenager. Like, and everyone is like fine with it. <laughs> I, can't, I really what is her I man, I I blanked on the character's name. I feel like you would know it. But um because she's not Maria, but she's the like what is that character's name?
2: I don't know. Oh, I thought maybe you would know it. No, I didn't know. I don't know, man. Okay. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Sorry. I had, I went to, I went to trivia last night (laughs) and we had a question that was how many Shakespeare characters took their own lives. And I nailed it. I nailed that son of a bitch. And that ran me dry. Did you, you, did you go through every play mentally like and count? You know what? Well, (laughs) no, I don't, I don't know all the plays that well. Okay um so you just guessed from the bard i um i kind of like took took a quick stock in my head and i was like that that's that roundabout number seems right to me because this is this is one of those questions where it's like um uh it was like a between round questions where like the the person the team that guesses closest to the correct answer wins and you got it on the money on the money well, what lines? is it? Are you going to tell everyone what it is? Cause I oh, I, sure. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. In case you, in case you guys need to know, the yeah, the number of characters that took their own lives in all the Shakespeare plays is thirteen. Nice. Oh, unlucky. Yeah. See, I would
1: have not yeah. gotten the points because I would have guessed sixty nine, and <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah, because four twenty is way too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That there was a there is. And I think a lot of teams overcorrected with like, well, a lot of people kill themselves in Shakespearean plays. um, But no, most of them are murdered. There's a lot of murdering going on. Not a lot of suicide.
1: Yeah, I feel like murder would be way too hard. Like, that might be in the hundreds. Like... Yeah, probably,
2: probably. And that's just Hamlet.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, Hamlet and Macbeth combined are like,
2: people complain <laughs> about like Hollywood body counts, those two. Like. Yeah, yeah. I think aside from Romeo and Juliet, probably the the most famous suicide is in Macbeth. Um, uh, yeah, I was, I, it's one of the very, very rare occasions where I was impressed with myself. <laughs> it just it, it felt good i was like i i feel like this number is right and wrote it down and it was right good was, job man How how's your team doing how are they oh uh annie's boobs yeah talking about my trivia team annie's boobs <laughs> annie's boobs yeah the name of the monkey we, we, is yeah, annie's we named boobs. ourselves after annie's boobs yeah um we get it we're doing a, we're doing okay we always do okay we're um we're one of those teams that as we play for the playoffs so yeah. we don't care to win every week. We just need the points to get to the playoffs. You show up, you put in the work. Um, I sound like the Rock now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you smell what you're cooking. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. You, you <laughs> stroll down Know Your Role Boulevard, take a ride on Jabroni Drive,
2: and then you shove those answers straight up your candy ass. No, After you turn them we, sideways. Like yeah. I will tell you, not this past week, but the week before that. Um. We got every question except for one correct. Oh, wow. And then um, and we were way ahead going into the final question, and the final question was multiple choice, and we fucking hate that. I, I think it's horseshit when a final question at trivia is multiple choice. I understand that you want to give every team a chance to win because it's pub trivia and it's supposed to be fun. You want people to be able to... <clears throat> walk in and accidentally play trivia and have a good time. I understand all that. But a final question being multiple choice is absolute horseshit. Everyone has a 25% chance of getting that question right, at yeah. least. And that's bullshit. Yeah. It is. So we ended up, I right. think we came in fifth, fifth or sixth. Oh, wow. When we were way ahead at the end because it was straight up like. So you guys missed the, the, the last points. question? Yeah. Well, you know what? I actually don't remember whether or not we got it right because we, we, it was a bidding situation. It's a bidding situation at the end. Oh, so okay. like we bid zero points. Cause like, we don't know if this is right or not, but we want the points. So we just took our points. Oh, but it's, um, uh, it's just, I just, I just, I think it's nonsense. Yeah. The hosts think it's nonsense, but that's the way you do it because everyone should be able to have fun. But I, is this,
1: yeah. this is not Jonathan Monroe's trivia.
2: No, no. Well, it was until Jonathan Monroe uh abandoned ship and no longer worked for this company, but yeah, it it was. It was. It could it could just as easily be be Jonathan's and I would I would complain to him and then he would um smirk at me with his adorable little smile and tell me to shut the fuck up and go sit back down and I would.
1: And then he'd reach out to me and be like, "I think Lars is cheating." yeah yeah, that's what it is he's (laughs) peeing too much (laughs) um but yeah all right so like i said so we got some housekeeping so that was that was one bit rita moreno hot 90 year old um we also do you want to do you want to guess who left us a voicemail who was it well first of all there was this okay so maybe you can help me with this okay can you hear that Sounds like a clock called this. This goes on for a minute. Does, I'm not going to play yeah. the whole thing. So we got that voicemail. It,
2: what the hell is that? Is that a murder?
1: It's a murder. I think I'm very, like, I'm a little scared to put it in the show because I think it might, like, awaken a sleeper cell agent or something. I don't know what that is, but I think I just fell for it. Like, that's <laughs> totally like an MK Ultra situation that we just yeah, yeah
2: yeah it was freaking me out man. <laughs>
1: Hopefully I didn't play enough of it, you know. So like whatever Manchurian candidate listens to Hobo Radio like <laughs> they didn't get their full <laughs> instructions. Uh but so that there was that one. But obviously then uh we also got this
2: yo,
0: just listen to the show. Hear that I call couple notes here. One, uh I don't drink gin and tonic because I don't like tonic. I drink uh, Tom Collins uh, with my gin, too. Um, they're not chicken tenders if they're not made of chicken. That's some kind of vegetable-based, shaped, breaded, and fried. If you don't want to eat meat because you think it's wrong or it's bad for the environment, then don't name the thing you're eating after meat. I just, just I don't know. makes it sound hypocritical. I guess I could grind up some hamburger and make beef-based tofu, and then I'd be eating. Tofu but made of beef, see how stupid that sounds? <laughs> Something with your plant-based chicken tenders. Stupid. Uh, also, I um, Jonathan did call me out as um some guy. Um, I did give his show an entire listen, uh, out of fairness, listen to the entire episode. Uh, first and uh, last time I'm listening to it. Uh, I would like to meet him. All right. Oh,
1: I love – First and last time, but I would love to meet him. Like, I that's a strong (laughs) strong case. Um, yeah. So, one thing I do want to add to that because I was saving this for him, I was hoping he would call. I I was counting on him calling. Uh I don't know if you saw this, but I assume that somewhere Ethan has been in a rage for days or will be in about five seconds. Did you see Lars that KFC has announced? They're beyond, what is it? Beyond fried chicken at yep. KFC. So look, I he cannot believe you and he cannot believe me on this and he can be on the other side of us and that's fine. But you're going to tell the colonel that he doesn't know what chicken is? Is that really <laughs> the stance that Ethan is going to take? That he knows chicken better than the colonel who is calling it beyond chicken. So
2: yeah i don't know like what you're you're gonna go against the military this is a big opponent he's a colonel the man fought for
1: this country (laughs) i assume I've never
2: <laughs> pulled his jacket. I don't, but I no, assume he's not, he's not a, he's not an actual, he did do like, um, uh, Harlan Sanders did do some military service, but no, he, he he's not why, a colonel. Ethan, why don't you get in your car,
1: drive to Arlington and spit on that man's grave? <laughs>
2: Yeah, why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? Why, and on, on your way in, why don't you flick off those guys raising that flag at Iwo Jima? Why don't yeah. you do that? <laughs> tell them you know, you know chicken so well. Yeah, tell them. Yeah. So so I'm a, I heard that I'm I'm of the opinion that it's been a quite a long time since. I've had KFC that tastes like chicken anyways. Well, yeah, I, I think you can make the argument that this is
1: closer to chicken than anything
2: they've <laughs> served
1: <laughs> in years, for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't. What? I what, don't so KFC, that. you're just going to serve something that's been genetically modified to
2: resemble chicken? <laughs> Here's some, hey, just so you guys know, we're now offering other things that kind of resemble chicken. Yeah,
1: I love too that like it was really funny. I actually did read the the copy for this because I was curious about it. Where they basically had to be like, uh, "So we want everyone to come eat this, like, because we realize like Beyond Meat is really popular, and you know we're trying to get in that game." But also, uh, if you're vegan or even vegetarian, you might not want to eat this because like it's just, I guess, just covered in chicken grease. <laughs> like they're like, it's gonna be prepared. In the same friars. Oh,
2: oh Christ! What a colossal waste of
1: time. Yeah. So it's it, this is appeals to. I will say that that I think this
2: specifically KFC selling beyond me. Yeah. I think appeals to no one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. I also. I yeah. I don't. I don't really see. I don't know, man. I, I'm not. I'm really not trying to be a jerk off here, but it, like people who are avoiding eating meat for whatever reason that you know um, obviously that that's fine i don't i don't give a shit but like it's chicken right like it's just it's just chicken this isn't like this isn't pork this isn't beef you know you can just like it, I, i'm not sure what just, you sh- um
1: Please, what what are you arguing right now i'm generally I mean, just- <laughs> i'm not
2: arguing like i'm not arguing anything All I'm saying is um, people who have stopped eating meat and it's like, I want to, but I want to taste meat again. Like, it's a really good flavor. I kind of miss it. You want like a burger, you know what I mean? Or some like some pulled pork. Oh, I get what you're saying. It's hard for me to imagine someone saying, oh man, I miss, I miss chicken, you know? And like fried chicken is probably one of my, not even probably one of my favorite things to eat on planet earth. And I would. I would miss it terribly, but if you're doing something for your diet, um, or slash ethics or whatever it is, I I just picture like like seeking out the the pork or especially the beef more than just like yeah you know like a a chicken tender is so innocuous, you know what I mean? Like <clears throat> when I think about eating fried chicken, it's a chicken thigh, you know, it's a drumstick, it's something on the bone. But if it's like, we we made these chicken tenders that kind of chase like real fried chicken tenders. Cool. That's great. But, like, it's just a chicken tender. What I want mm-hmm. is a steak. What I want yeah. is a hamburger. Yeah, I, you know I, what I mean? <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: So now, now that I'm clear, yeah. So to answer all those points, one, as someone who has not had meat in, like, two uh, years, I think at this point... Yeah. Uh, I do mistake sometimes yeah because like, yeah. steak is great. Uh I don't know but I I can tell you that I actually just got an air fryer
2: so I I have wow. fake uh chicken in my freezer right now. Sure. Because, sure. I, yeah. Yeah, and as do I I just made I just made a soup with some yeah. um really uh really good fake chicken. It was actually tasty it was like a chicken noodle soup I like yeah because i
1: do like sometimes i i miss uh <clears throat> chicken tenders you know like with some dipping yeah, yeah, sauce yeah. like it's i but but i'm with you see i think that maybe this is what i think you're kind of getting at is like i think for me it really does and maybe this answers uh ethan's question too i don't miss chicken i miss eating fried things that i can dip in sauces
2: yeah. and so therefore <laughs>
1: It fulfills that desire to have a fried thing and to dip it into something and to eat it. Uh, yeah, so totally, on that regard, because
2: totally. when I think about fried chicken, like I'm, I'm eating it off the bone. I'm like sucking yeah. the marrow out of the corners. Of yeah, a, of a the the leg or a thigh or something. And I, I'm, I, I apologize to anyone that finds that uh, unappetizing. But like that's part of the experience of eating some fried chicken. So like, yeah someone says here's some vegetarian fried chicken I'm like but is it the I mean it it just isn't it doesn't it doesn't fulfill that need for me but i will say yeah if you if you like chicken
1: tenders like i i, I would honestly be interested to know cuz again if it's plant based versus like if it's processed in a factory neither one of them are chicken at that point <laughs> like like if you go to McDonald's and order chicken McNuggets you're not eating chicken <laughs> Like, I don't know what you're eating, but like,
2: (laughs) yeah, I remember. And like, they have, it's way more chicken now than it used to be. I mean, when we were growing up, those chicken nuggies were gray when you fit into them. I'm pretty sure they were newspaper in
1: sawdust. It was (laughs) a...
2: It really was. What? It was the same shit that was in dog food.
1: What? I think that's my thing, too. Yeah, we grew up in the era when all fast food was just really, they were like, I love this Ronald Reagan guy. Let's stop serving food. So, like, I mean, yeah. wasn't Taco Bell, didn't they have a thing where, like, they almost weren't allowed to call their hamburger hamburger? Because it was, like, so, like, like their
2: ground yeah, beef. Yeah, yeah, that, that does sound familiar. Their no ground
1: beef was, fact, like, yeah. like grade F
2: meat or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that should just happen recently with, with uh, with Subway and their tuna. Oh yeah, this is unidentifiable meat. Don't like, don't go to Subway. Right, where they were
1: just taking. See, I think that's what's funny is like that is the stuff that I tend to to substitute. Like, like you said, burgers are really the best. If anyone is considering, because I guess like like what is it the no meat January thing is a thing. So if anyone's doing that or whatever, like. The burgers are the best bet. If you, if you get like a Beyond Burger and you throw that on the grill with some seasoning, it, by the time you put it on a bun, like yeah. with whatever toppings you're putting on it, it's I'm not going to say like you couldn't tell the difference, but whatever centers of your brain light up when you eat a burger light up when you eat that. Like it, it really does. What is
2: that? What in the hell is the thing with people abstaining from shit in January? Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drink. I'm not gonna eat meat. Like what's what's going on? It's the most depressing month of the year. Like you're so far away from better weather here in the the northern hemisphere. It's after the holidays. Like you know, I know you want to indulge in the holidays, but then like this dreary January comes along, and it's just I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna eat the stuff I like. I'm not gonna have alcohol. Like I'm not gonna smoke weed. Like what do you? You're going to be sober and eating vegetables for an entire month. And it's a terrible month. What are you doing? I also, it it does feel weird because to
1: me, I think it reads a little bit like you want, you know, obviously people make New Year's resolutions. It's almost like a a fatalistic resolution of like, I want to change something for 30 days. (laughs) There's something (laughs) in my life that I'm doing that I don't like and i'm going to stop doing that until uh february 1st. So 31 days. So Ethan don't call. I know there's 31 days in january. So like let's <laughs> you don't need to right put, right right right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but but yeah, it kind of feels like that to me of like cuz again, i and that's not a judgment thing if people whatever they do. I really don't care, but i'm like if you if there's a part of you that's like, oh man, january 1st, i need to stop doing something I don't know, maybe maybe investigate that. Like, why do you want to stop doing that and maybe just stop doing it? Like, cause I don't really think stopping for 31 days is very meaningful. It's just sort of I don't know. It's a weird um it, it feels like you're you know, like you wanna see if you can, you know.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm fighting off my depression for the month of January is what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so yeah. All right. But that, Yo. I think we've concluded, unless you have anything, the housekeeping was that was that the, was that the housekeeping? 20 minutes in. We've. Okay. Okay. Now we've got to get to the show. That wasn't the show. That was just. That wasn't
2: that was that wasn't even the show, bro?
1: No, now we're doing the show. Okay. Hold on. <clears throat> mm.
2: All right. Let's start the show.
1: See? That's how you know. I want to
2: start the show, boy.
1: Okay. I don't like it. I still don't like it.
2: It's my it's my eighties <laughs> hip hop. It's my eighties hip hop Brooklyn, baby. Not, no. No. Let's <laughs> go ahead and start the show. Alright. Um I, <laughs> I I feel like you you're really he's so disgusted with me.
1: Well you're also you're really sandbagging my attempt to transition into talking about celebrities dying. So. Oh okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sorry. This is the show where we talk about death.
1: Yeah, I don't, apparently that was our resolution for January. You and I sat down and were like, what if every week in January we could talk about uh, a beloved celebrity that died? So, so far, two for two. Uh, Oh, shit. (laughs) But I guess three for, well, two, I was saying two shows for two, because we're actually going to talk about two people that are both very well liked that died since we did the last show. Okay. Um, So, so total three celebrities. So I don't know if this is rule of threes territory, but last, last show we talked about Betty White. uh since then we have also lost
2: sydney poitier and bob saget yeah but they they had two very different careers
1: i know they're gonna be two very different conversations but i think two (laughs) important conversations uh you know bob saget who was a trailblazer and sydney poitier who made a lot of dick jokes wait backwards (laughs) yeah i think you fucked that up yeah yeah sorry let me take that again uh so uh, (laughs) no so yeah sydney poitier like who is an interesting because you and i were talking about this a little bit before the show i mean obviously like i think um you you know hugely important and and beloved but also kind of was winding down his career by the time we were alive so like we we weren't really alive for obviously like the peak of of Sydney Poitier's career but
2: yeah yeah he was he did like throughout all of this he was doing a lot of uh work in the theater and you know would we go to the theater all the time no i missed a lot of what Sydney Poitier did
1: yeah no my most like distinct memory of him like from growing up or whatever uh or from you know the the past whatever i'm trying to say but uh the, of a real time moment involving him that i remember in my lifetime i guess that's what i'm trying to say is when he won the Lifetime Achievement Award the same year that Denzel Washington won the Academy Award for Training Day. Like I remember mm-hmm. that that because I always remember Denzel like looking up at him and saying, "You know, I've sort of been following your career my whole life," and then <laughs> I win this on the day that you won a Lifetime Achievement Award. So it was a very like you know sort
2: of uh, yeah. Ooh, and that was the, that was the same year where um um Halle, Halle Berry. Berry won for Monsters Ball. So it was like it was. It was the one, two, three punch, right? Yes, where best best actor and best actress both went to people of color, while simultaneously giving the Lifetime Achievement Award to Sidney Poitier. You know, yeah, that, that broke down a lot of a lot of long-standing um, walls that you know, whatever shouldn't have been there in the first place. But you know, old yes, now. I
1: I wish I could say things have gotten significantly better since then, but like, yeah, they are they're a little better. Hopefully, I
2: think. Yeah, hey, slowly but surely, man. Yeah, yeah. We're all in favor.
1: Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess it's like a couple of things. So I'm just saying all of that to say that, like, I, I wish like that we had uh, more insightful things to say, but I, this is probably not the best show. To, uh, but I, a couple of things that I did want to say about him that um one truly wild to me that In the Heat of the Night and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner both came out the same year. Like they both yeah, came out wild, in 1967 right? <laughs> like that's And we're both nominated for best picture. So they competed against each other uh, for best picture, which is truly wild. Uh, and if I remember in the heat of the night one, right, like that was. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, which is a movie I actually watched this past year. I had not seen it, but it was on the AFI list and I got a chance to see it. Uh,
2: yes, I, I remember watching that because um, they came out with a TV show. Yeah,
1: there was like um, I think there the were 80s, sequels in. He did yeah. a sequel, right? And then there was the TV
2: show, like a thing. And I like I I liked that show, and I didn't know why I liked that show, um, but I watched it, and um, then I understood. Oh, there's a whole movie, and then I watched the movie and didn't understand why I liked the movie, <laughs> but it's just it's just a really good movie. I like when he um, slapped that guy. That's why I liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they call me Mister Tibbs. Yeah, but no,
1: when he, yeah, they, yeah, there's a part, there's a infamous part where like a famous, whatever, well, you know what I mean. It's a well-known part where a guy slaps him and then he slaps the guy back, a white guy slaps him yeah. and he slaps him back. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah,
2: good. Yeah. It's, crazy. it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, I But here's the thing that I want to say about Sidney Poitier that I uh, entirely relate to, that I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. uh, which was, I don't know if you'd heard this, I hadn't heard this, but I've been listening to other people uh, talk about his career. So he, he was from the Bahamas and he came here uh, when he was, I think, 15, like when he was young. And then he wanted to be an actor and he auditioned for a theater company. And I guess he wasn't very he didn't have like he wasn't great at reading uh, skills. Like so he they handed him the script and it was sort of stilted he, as he was reading it. Like he couldn't read it uh, very fluidly. So was, he gave kind of a very stilted audition. Okay. Uh, for this theater company, and then the the guy who was in charge pulled him aside and was like, "I don't think this is for you. Maybe you should consider, uh, you know, getting a job as a dishwasher." And he was so fired up that that guy told him that that he. <laughs> Like his whole career was in response to that one person being like, you should be a this.
2: Those are the two options. You're not good at acting. Go wash dishes.
1: But it was literally like, that was what lit the fire. Like, cause I think at that point he wasn't even sure he was going to be an actor. He was, it was just something that he was like, kind of, but it was like, Oh wait, what? okay, now I'm going to be the greatest actor of my generation. Fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. I'm going to be so good at this.
1: Yeah, and I I love that. I love that level of just that, like... That is yeah, great. no. so that... Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, but yeah, like just hugely influential career that uh, you know, at a time that I can't imagine what that career was like for him. Like, being the guy in the 60s who
2: was tearing down all the the barriers could not have been an easy road and uh yeah yeah totally totally being being an immigrant being a a man of color um but also being so talented and so good looking like it must have been um i imagine it was really intimidating to a lot of horrible assholes yeah
1: yes Uh, it's also cool because obviously, you know, like I, uh, I think we even, he came up last week on the show, huge Denzel Washington fan. And so like, you know, the, the, like, you can kind of see, I think the ways that his career, I think were, was a huge influence on Denzel. And I, I mean, obviously like you showed a lot of people like Denzel Washington, that there was a path to have that level of a career. So I think mm-hmm. like uh, all of that is obviously very cool to see too. So
2: Yeah. 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 Actually, I don't know. I might I might recant what I just said because um I'm looking at pictures of him now from like um the fifties and sixties. Man, fuck this dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's so he's so good looking. He really is. <laughs> like yeah. he's like a most impossibly handsome that I'm starting to hate him a little bit. <laughs> God damn it. And with the talent and the height. What do you.? Oh, he's the same height as me. He's six, two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> he looks bigger, though. Man, yeah. What an asshole. But he is more talented and handsome than you, just to be clear. <laughs> well, they can say that of most people. <laughs> I was just trying
1: to help recap. It's a, for it's the... a low
2: bar to climb.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to recap for the audience
2: so they they were oh, clear. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. were landing Sydney, on this. Yes. Officially, same height. Officially, whoever takes care of the Hobo Radio Wiki, um, <laughs> yeah. officially, Sidney Poitier. More handsome and talented than Lars Periwinkle. But the same height. But the same height. Yeah. But the same height. Let's so, not forget. Yeah, yeah. Aha. Okay. Aha. <laughs>
1: well, that's maybe this is a good way to segue then. Bob Saget, is he more uh, handsome and talented than you?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so He's I taller remember, probably too. <laughs> yeah, he seems tall too. So yeah, whoever's six, oh, I'm looking at six three and a half. Yep. yep.
1: Oof. He's a yeah. next taller than me. So whoever's updating the wiki, uh,
2: make sure to mark that down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know about you, I, I had, um, the perfect, the perfect fandom relationship with Bob Saget in that, as soon as I, outgrew Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos where he wasn't a goofy dad anymore. He also stopped being a goofy dad and reverted back to his horrible, dirty comedy. Yes. And so like we, we transitioned together.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like in our lifetime, the two things that really worked out for us, the age that we are is Bob Saget's trajectory and pro wrestling. Like, pro wrestling was like really corny when we were young and then when we were like in high school got awesome (laughs) you know like got edgier and more you know like uh but then yeah bob saget same like i used to watch full house and it's funny and i'm not even like trying to be cool now i don't even know if i ever liked full house but i definitely watched every episode
2: yeah, <laughs> same, same.
1: I think it was just odd. I, I can't say looking back that I was ever... Like, I think I just watched it because it was part of TGIF, so you... you TG, you're you
2: know. always watching TGIF. I mean, it yeah. came on before Family Matters and mm-hmm. Perfect Strangers. Like, we're watching it. Yeah. Totally. I no, have such a it. huge crush on Jodie Sweetin. hmm Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you just like... You, you love Bob Saget, and then you grow up, and then you... you hear him telling all these jokes that none of which I will repeat on this podcast. Cause we're not that sort of show. Yeah. Which I, I'm trying to think, I was trying to remember this.
1: Maybe you'll remember, but like, I don't know if the aristocrats was like the first
2: thing, but that one was definitely. Yeah, it was, it was early though. He, yeah. His, you saw a hundred different comics tell that dirty ass joke, mm-hmm. filthy joke. And his was by far the filthiest. And he didn't even get to the punchline. No. Yeah. Yeah. He, he got. He it was backstage at a show, and he got called on stage. But he was talking about this family having an orgy with each other. Yeah, it's. I and mean, there was a. Gra- yeah. There was a. At one point, there was a grandmother who had a boil that burst and started yeah. weeping onto other people. Like, it yeah, was, it's. It was horrible. It was
1: disgusting. It's actually it's funny cuz I like I was listening to some stuff like some interviews with Bob Saget and it's really interesting that he he credits like his father like apparently his dad would do that you know would have uh uh like would just but it, it's it is like it's kind of the perfect storm with him where like he already has like you understand why he was Danny Tanner because he had such a clean cut look and what's hmm. fascinating about him is And this is, I think, is the mark, again, of just, like, how you want to live your life, that everyone, the first thing anyone who knew him says is how nice he was. Like, he was just the nicest guy in the world. Everybody has very kind things to say about him. Uh, He raised a ton of money for scleroderma because his sister had scleroderma and died. Like, uh, very charitable guy, very sweet guy. But, yeah, he has this clean-cut look that you totally understand why they cast him as Danny Tanner. And then... Because of that, somehow, even once you're wise to his thing, it catches you off guard with just how filthy he is. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. you somehow don't see. And he's so quick, too. Like, that's, that's what gets you is, like, it's
2: just split second. Like, he just hits you with. No, it's the, so fast. Like the, like, the filthiest thing pops into his head for a response, and it just comes right out of his mouth.
1: He's also, oh, he's, he's God, one of those so people funny. to like, he'll give a sincere answer and like
2: 80% of it will be sincere and then he'll just slip in <laughs> like some terrible Yeah, thing. totally. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, actually, no, it was a fantastic time last night. we There was, I saw a ton of fans. They're all so sweet. I love seeing the fans. And then I went home and fucked your mother in the ass. Yeah.
1: You're like, well, Hawaii well it's like i literally heard it he was talking about his because both of his sisters died at, at young ages and i was listening to him talk to mark Marin and he was saying that he was like yeah because i think Marin did his like hey man are you like the only child you know like, <laughs> and uh that's my spot on Marin. but uh yeah what, what was your dad's racket man oh man. <laughs>
2: but lock the gates
1: lock the gates but, uh, but no, he was asking him if he was an only child. And he was like, I had two sisters, but they both died. And then Marin goes, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. How did they die? And he said, they saw my act. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I like that. It was like a, that.
1: There was the other one that I texted you, too, when I was listening to that, where uh-huh. he said, uh my (laughs) it was uh my dog has colon cancer and my dad has nose cancer we think something happened between them
2: (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah yep god bless i heard him i heard him on a local radio show he was in town doing some dates um and they uh just like the, the radio host offhandedly asked him Asked him like, "Yeah, hey, uh, oh, uh, where they have you? Um, um, where are you staying in town?" And he said, "Hotel Rwanda." Jesus, like, what the what the hell is that, Bob Saget? <laughs> That's the kind of shit. I also Christ uh,
1: Almighty. I do you know just to talk about another person who died, which I feel like Bob Saget would approve of. But uh. um, the the two things that I always think of too with Bob Saget are both Norm McDonald. <laughs> related which uh one is that they did the roast of bob saget and norm
2: did those like joke book jokes look look that up you uh, my my dear loyal listeners uh i suggest things to you um i don't care whether you do them or not that that's completely up to you but i'm telling you look up look up Norm's seven minutes at the bob saget roast it is so funny and the funniest part of it is nobody's laughing except for the comics right because they they know what he's doing right that's the thing is that bob saget is losing it like oh <laughs> yeah. yeah bob saget and godfried and them are dying and everyone else is so confused what is that there's something one of them is like his
1: face looks like a flower a cauliflower <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like it's just it's beautiful like a flower the, yeah cauliflower and then he'll just deadpan stare at the audience and repeat the line <laughs> uh, but uh but no that's great and apparently i think that was because whoever was like producing the roast told him his jokes weren't mean enough which is a fundamental misunderstanding of who norm mcdonald is that like and, again and who Bob Saget is right but again to if this is if you're picking up the theme of the show much like when someone told Sidney Poitier he couldn't act like if you tell Norm Macdonald to be uh yeah. meaner in his jokes he's going to go the other way just <laughs> do it
2: uh-huh yeah yeah no you know what speaking speaking of which Mr Murphy you sent me a picture this week that reminded me of something. It's probably something we have recanted on this show, but I'm going to do it again. All right. You sent me a picture of the play we were in in high school, or you played my dad. Oh, well, So real quick, before you get into that, um, yeah. the other
1: thing is that Bob Saget directed Dirty Work. If people don't know that, uh, he, yeah. he did. I just want to get that in there, because I said Hello. two things. That-
2: real cops? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, which I... That was like a whole thing that I... I like. I knew that he directed Dirty Work, and I knew that he had uh, directed various things, but I didn't realize that he he won us an Academy Award, like a Student Academy Award in college, like a special. Get
2: the fuck out of here! Dude. Yeah,
1: like the Academy of Arts and Sciences gave him a special award. They give out an award to like the most promising like college student filmmaker. He went to college for filmmaking, and he like, which also <laughs> again in the just the way that he would say things in the way that his brain worked he he's and again Marin's interviewing him and he's telling him that and he says uh that it was like his nephew who had to get uh facial reconstruction surgery and he made a short documentary about it and Marin goes why did he have to get facial reconstructive surgery and he goes so I had something to make a documentary about (laughs) (laughs) anyway all right he was the best like five is hilarious um so yeah so i so my so my mom moved closer to my grandmother uh this past year and my grandmother has all this stuff you know like all these old uh things that have never been gone through so slowly but surely they they they're going through old stuff that she has and so i'll just get these random Text from my mom with stuff like that so the one that i got it was yeah it was so my grandfather when he was alive he came and saw our plays he's a really good photographer and he took photos of us and so i sent you a photo of you and i doing yeah we we talked about this play fairly recently because we were just talking about how absurd it was that we were doing a like classic british farce as high school students that was about uh college there was two you and um this other kid like you were trying to date girls but you needed you were rich and you needed a chaperone
2: yeah we so, were we were wooing them
1: yes yeah, so you were wooing them so then another guy in classic hilarious british comedy fashion had to dress up like a woman and that was who Charlie's aunt was was uh this this other dude dressed as a woman to pretend to be your chaperone and then Hilarity ensues. My character, I played your dad, and I needed money. Yeah, and I I thought that this guy that was dressed up like a woman was rich, and I was trying to marry him.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you needed you needed money. You were um, <clears throat> you were a veteran, and if I if my um, if my history math is correct, like you would have fought in the Zulu Wars. <laughs> I guess when the, yeah. When the British <laughs> fought the Zulu Wars, yeah, I don't this 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 play that we did is straight up from 1892.
1: Yes, yeah. I mean, if, if memory serves, I don't believe they stated a war. I don't think we really talked about what what I was a veteran yes, of. But,
2: but I know I know he was an old soldier, which yes. brings me to my point. Oh God, is we were doing we were rehearsing the play, and um what led up to this line? I don't remember. It was something about you trying to, you were trying to hook up with Charlie's aunt and you were something about like, here's how I'm going to hit on this woman or whatever. And my, um, my character, your son, um, which I'm looking at the picture and like, I, I look old. I just straight up look older than Joel. I just do. <laughs> Still to this day. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> son of a bitch. You still don't have any gray hair, do you? Do you have gray hair? I got like a little in the beard. Do you can see you? it. Yeah. I started growing it on my hands and arms.
1: Yeah, it's starting to show up in the beard, like if you look. Yeah.
2: Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had gray hair since I was eighteen. The <laughs> day I find a gray pube is the last day I have pubes. Yours yeah, or someone else. <laughs> If I find a gray pube on anyone, <laughs> I don't have pubes anymore. I'm shaving. I'm just... It's gone. Let me see a gray pube. Yeah. Um. So you were talking to your, your character was talking to his son about how he's going to be hitting on this woman and your line, your line was, um uh, cause I was trying to talk you out of it because I knew this particular person was a man dressing as a woman and you said well that's not how an old soldier makes love and the in the context of the show making love was was making woo it was flirting yes Um, yeah it was because the whole thing was like hitting on a woman being being romantic with a
1: lady right and and the whole the, the scene was happening because the idea was that you knew that the woman that I was talking about was your friend in drag, but you couldn't right. tell me that because then the, the jig would be up,
2: but you were trying the to talk. The jig would be up. Yep. Like, yeah. that's not Charlie's aunt. That's, that's, uh, that's Anthony Mastrofilippo. <laughs> yes. He's a ginger from Jersey. <laughs> yeah. You do not want to fuck this person.
1: Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, um, yeah, so you, you were trying to talk me out of it, but you couldn't tell me why. And you were trying to That's right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
2: Exactly. Um uh and then there was right before that line there was a really shitty joke about calling the fire brigade. Like the whole the whole thing was jacked up. We were trying to make this show funny. Yeah we were really trying with our limited comedy knowledge in Southern Maryland in the late nineties, we still understood that this show is not good, but we've learned our lines and let's try to make it funny. And in rehearsal, you had said, um, You had, you had, you attacked on, you attacked on a little bit at the end of that line. Do you remember what that is? I'm going to say no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What you said, what you said was, that's not a way an old soldier makes love. He uses a bayonet. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't good. That's not good. But it is, but it is funny. And everyone laughed. And then, um... Our, um, I, I guess I won't call her out by name, but our, our teacher and director said, uh, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Right. You're call. not doing that. Good call. Yeah. It's a good note. And, and from, from her saying that moving forward, I knew, well, he's, he's definitely going to say that at some point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you, did you though? Did you do it in front of a paying audience at our high school? I did. You did.
1: You yeah. Did. Yeah. yeah, I re- what I remember most vividly about that was the panic in your eyes, right before. No, I, said, I knew it. I knew you were going to yeah. say it. Yeah, and the thing <laughs> is, I think honestly, if I remember, I think that you told. I think we were backstage, and I I kind of remember you going like, uh, "Don't do it." <laughs> like, I <think> you said,
2: <laughs> but please, please don't do that.
1: <laughs> but I think what was working against you too was that I that was the last line of the scene, so it wasn't like you could
2: like yeah you said that and then you walked off stage yeah so there and wasn't there i am still standing in my shitty costume with my my stupid 90s goatee
1: yeah which why did you have a goatee for the play i was looking at the photo and i was trying to figure that know. out
2: why why we do the play yeah but I sh- uh but i agree with you i shouldn't have a goatee no one told me not
1: to yep yeah but uh yeah i just remember you you had panic in your eyes as i was saying the
2: last slide <laughs> Like, because I thought I'm either I'm either going to be so angry that I tell this guy to fuck off, or it's going to be so funny to me that I yeah. I break. Yeah. I don't know. I, one of those things is going to happen.
1: I was such an asshole in those plays, and I don't know why they kept casting me, except that we went through like three drama teachers, so that probably helped. But it's probably I also they didn't know. Yeah, yeah, because I also speaking of Rita Moreno and West Side Story, do you remember when I did that too? That I was did. yeah. So. I was cast as a character Big Deal, and, Big Deal, and there's the song "America," which people might know in West Side Story. And
2: one you know of the- what's funny is like you you were cast as a character named Big Deal, and I was cast as a character named Action, and yeah. there there aren't. There aren't two names that we shouldn't be named as hard as those two <laughs>
1: names. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. But they were all, all the names were like that, I guess. So, also, they were just happy. I think with that play, they were just happy to have a warm bodies playing the parts. Yeah. yeah you're right, you're I right, think, yeah. I think one of, I think one of the Jets was just a scarecrow. Like, I think we were so thin on boys yeah. to play
2: the Jets uh-huh. that it was like, uh-huh. uh, oh, look, look, every, Everyone who had any resemblance of of someone who 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 might be who might be Hispanic got cast as a shark in that, which show. is also super, problemat-
1: super problematic. Super problematic. That, <laughs> like you can, that's the funny thing could never happen now. I mean, and that was literally like one of the things Spielberg fixed with his casting. But it's like literally drama teachers were just walking around our school looking uh-huh. for kids who looked Hispanic.
2: Yeah, straight up. Like I think Jennifer Grey was in that, and she's like, "I'm I'm Korean." I'm yeah, like, you're a shark, is what you are.
1: Yeah, but uh but yeah. So my character's name was Big Deal in the song America. There's a line where they say, "You know, da 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 America." I forget what the line before, but then they go, "Very big deal in America," and because I was an asshole at the time, uh and uh, I did stupid things, as evidenced by the last story, um, I thought it would be funny. To climb, so I was behind, so I wasn't on stage. I'm not in that scene. So I wanted to climb up a ladder, and there was the balcony. It's the balcony that Maria, if people know West Side Story, it's gonna. There's a ladder backstage so that Maria can be on a second floor balcony talking to Tony. So I decide it,
2: it's the if the Romeo Romeo wherefore out there scene. Yeah, so I decide. Story.
1: Yeah, I decide I'm gonna climb that ladder backstage, and when they say very big deal. I'm going to just pop my head up and wave. And that yeah. was it. Just very like you know Simpsons, Looney Tunes, whatever they say. Big deal. My head pops up and I wave. Uh, oh. What was funny about that one is there was this one teacher, and again, I maybe I won't say his name either, but this teacher that imagine uh, that he's Fraser Crane, which because I think that's the closest. He's analog. Fraser
2: Crane with a pony nub.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah. and he is playing Officer Krupke. And he is, I had him as a teacher and he he was a good teacher. Like he was an English teacher. Like he was good, but he was very tough and very dry and very no nonsense as a teacher. He's backstage. I'm halfway up the ladder. And I just remember he walks around and he spots me and I kind of like freeze and he looks at me and he's like, are you going to poke your head out of the window? And I, again, I just, I'm like,
2: uh,
1: yeah and he goes ha, that's funny and he kept walking
2: yeah yeah. well now you have now you have a license he has just issued you a license to be a jackass. our our drama teacher did not see it that way but (laughs) no no and i remember i think there were a couple people on stage at the time who also didn't like that too much
1: yeah i believe i also because i was an asshole sarcastically apologized to the scene because i think one of them said that i ruined their senior play. And then I went to every senior and I apologized for ruining their senior year.
2: I don't think anyone even noticed. No, I don't, I don't think you saw it. Like if you, like if you, if you're in the audience and you're watching, you're watching them do America, one of the shows, one of, thank you, Leonard Bernstein, one of the showstoppers of that, of that musical and you notice this big, fat Irish head pop up (laughs) in a window and wave, then they weren't doing their job on stage, as far as I'm concerned. Also,
1: the funny thing, too, is, like, I I imagine even if someone saw it, they just uh, thought that something had gone wrong.
2: (laughs) Like, that I missed my cue. What they probably thought was, like, I'm watching a high school play, and that high school jackass just did something real stupid. Like, who the fuck cares? But what I guarantee
1: they didn't think was... Oh that character's name is like uh, oh that's the guy who plays Big Deal we obviously remember that <laughs> We're all very clear on who
2: he is <laughs> definitely no one thought that
1: No no one knew what my character's name was I don't even know if it's said in the movie I literally watched the the uh the new one like the the Spielberg yeah. one cuz I was like I remember that I played Big Deal I was like I wonder which one of these guys uh is playing Big Deal the character names are not
2: said and the, well, then also, no, definitely no one thought, man, I wish that guy hadn't just ruined everyone's senior year of high school. Yeah. Well, what's clear
1: is that I'm sure it sounded just like the original Broadway production and everything else was CMOS. And that was the only. I think we we did recently talk about the fact that, like, we couldn't even get the band to play the music for the play. No, it was too hard.
2: It was too hard. <laughs> yeah, it was. we were using, like, karaoke tapes. You know, to sing music, man. You yeah, know, it's like it's um the, the the whole thing was an endeavor. It was let's say, and some people took it way too seriously. Many things were thrown across that stage. I do remember.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we we had a friend, uh your your next door neighbor, Greg. I remember got in trouble. Like for some reason, I didn't get in trouble, and I don't know why. I probably should have. Mm. But I remember, didn't he get in trouble because he uh, he threw toast on the stage when someone said toast, the word toast. Yeah, not not that show. Not that oh. show, but a different
2: show. Yeah, he did throw toast and did get in trouble.
1: But that's what I'm saying. I remember he got in trouble for, I was not actually
2: in the play that he got in trouble for doing that. You were, you were in that play. Was I? Which play was yeah. it? <laughs> it was... was, it was uh, Neil Simon's uh, Rumors. No, I didn't do that one. I thought you were the, I thought you were the police officer in that show.
1: Uh, no, no, that was a kid, Darren was the police officer. Oh, why
2: do I see you wearing like a trench coat and a fedora? Did you ever do it, that? It just on uh, my off days. That was I. <laughs> oh, okay. No, you're right. You're right. That's what I masturbate too often.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. No. Right. it's That's it's your that. fantasy as me as Columbo.
2: That's were same. you were you cast as that and then dropped out for some reason? I really thought you were cast in that play. I was cast in that play and didn't do it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, gotcha. gotcha. Yes. I actually. <laughs> well, apologies. I won't bring up any hard uh, memories.
1: No, it's it's all very silly uh, at the time. But I I like, again in the, the high school theater it doesn't matter. I got cast in that part and then I just like I was like burnt out and didn't want to do it. And then I, like I was done doing theater at that point for that play. Oh, okay. And then Fair literally enough. I, cause that was the one before West side story. And then West side story was the fall play, which I did not audition for, but basically yeah. they came to me and were like, we need guys to play mm-hmm. parts. Mm-hmm. Like they asked me to be one of the jets. So it's one of my only offer only. Uh, <laughs> I said one of you know that that and that Scorsese film were the only offer only roles that I've
2: had. Shit, dude, you were in a Scorsese. Which one were you in? Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I said these pretzels are making me thirsty. So that was oh, fair enough, fair enough. I was I was in a Scorsese too. Which one? Which one? Hugo. You're in Hugo. Were you were you Hugo? I wasn't Hugo. I was another part. Prove that I'm wrong. You can't prove that I'm wrong. Was that oh, the that's voice. the one the about
1: the guy. the little boy in a train station who befriends right. Victor Hugo? That's right. Yep. Yeah, Is yeah, yeah. that B- wait, Victor? <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's you like almost a, had it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like he's a kid and he lives in a train station, and then he meets Victor Hugo.
2: That's what it was. Yeah, I played the train. <laughs> <laughs> you were great. You were so loud. I know. I know. I got well, I got. I got used to. I got used to playing the train because you know I hang out with your mom so much. Jesus Christ. Why? 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 So I had to do a victory lap right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wish people could have seen your your victory lap. You threw your arms up. (laughs) Getting owned by a guy with a banjo and a ukulele over his shoulder.
2: (laughs) That
1: is a mandolin, please and thank you. Okay, sorry, I didn't realize it was a Mandalorian tie-in ukulele.
2: (laughs) I didn't. Yeah, I don't play those. My wife plays all those instruments. I don't play any of those instruments. I only play brass. You know, I'm I'm brass only. (laughs) (laughs) I'm offer only, and you're brass only. That's brass only. Oh, actually, two. Um, since we're here, yeah, since we're here at the end of the show, um, I got two Star Wars updates. Um, one is I got two new pins. Oh, what are they? They're they're badass. Um, one is the um one is a Super Star Destroyer, and the other is a Rebel Transport. Nice. Um, uh, I was gonna go grab them for you, but you, I'll show up to you later. Um, the other the other Star Wars update is um, we've been doing this show for a long time. I've talked a lot of shit about Boba Fett uh it's over that's over that part of my life is over Boba Fett is cool Boba Fett is now the character that everyone thought he was for the last 40 years and I can't like there's it's not fucking me up too much you know because like I don't know because I got other shit to worry about (laughs) <laughs> but yeah but it was a it it was a marked occasion there was an advent where I'm like you know what um they 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 fixed it they yeah. fixed it he is he is fixed he is awesome I am 100% on board I still don't think I'm going to be buying a lot of Boba Fett merchandise or anything like that because I still you know uh, I live my whole Star Wars life as like thinking he was a, a charlatan but, um, yeah, yeah, to, to, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but um, Tamara Morrison and the writers of that show, like, they brought him to life as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I, I know
1: that Favreau, I see his name credited on most yeah. of the episodes. Yeah. And Robert Rodriguez is the one directing it, which- and Robert Rob- Rodriguez. Yes. Which, so let me tell you my two, because yes, I agree that Boba Fett is great in the Boba Fett show, but let me tell you my two favorite things about that show. Cool uh one danny trejo (laughs) okay and two the huts i really great aren't they i really like the huts if people haven't seen it maybe this will sell you because it's what sold me is there's two huts and i believe it's like a brother and sister right like that's right Yeah, yeah, yeah but they every time you see them they're on a platform And they're kind of like snuggled up against each other Uh on the same platform. And they are carried by a team of men who have to just who just stand there and hold them up. Like it is the most like hedonism bot from Futurama, Uh
2: like (laughs) jambi, like you know, just vibe to them. They're great. Yeah, they 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 can't be bothered to move of their own volition. It's It's, nice. They're so opulent. I love it. Which is
1: and I will get, this is honestly to me more impressive than the Boba Fett thing, because a lot of people wanted it. Is Puppet Job of the Hut is so great and Carrie Fisher choking uh mm-hmm. Puppet where his tongue's hanging out and he's like, oh, oh is great. She loved that. That uh, that was her highlight of that scene. Uh but uh they, you know, they tried to do the CGI Java and it's it's in a New Hope in the George Lucas version, and I hate it so much; it looks terrible. But man, the, just a testament to how far technology has advanced. These huts look—they're great. clearly CGI, but they look good. Like they, they do look good. You can almost smell them yes. by looking at them. They're great. I also I was impressed. There's a the Rancor. There's a new Rancor that was also CGI that I. I think I mean that Rancor looked very much like a like I was at a was a you know Jason and the Argonauts style stop. Mo- it was very like puppety and stop motiony the way that it moved. Yeah. Uh, so I don't even know. Like it kind of feels like it's just different. Um, like
2: sorry, um, Ray Harryhausen. Thank you. Yeah, that was, was I studied a, a bit Harryhausen. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. But it's like I don't think they and they said this one was a baby or whatever, and maybe they all look different. But I felt like the the other one was like way like jankier and and it doesn't quite look like it but i think it's the
2: right character model Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and just and just to, to fill out that credit um also um uh noah clore and uh dave filoni Dave Filoni, he's doing a lot of he- heavy lifting as far as trying to fix this last trilogy that we just had. <laughs> yeah, Filoni, Filoni's an interesting guy,
1: and I think he's the the unsung hero of this because people know John Favreau, but like Filoni was the guy like holding it down. He's like the the holdover from he worked with George Lucas on the Clone Wars cartoon stuff. Yeah, and then, yeah,
2: straight up, straight up. He's
1: he's yeah. the encyclopedia who like makes everything work. Uh,
2: yes he was the missing piece of our most recent um skywalker trilogy yes probably would have righted the ship but yeah well we're we're quickly actually talking
1: about current pop culture at the very last minutes of our show uh Mm. i'd also like to give a shout out to the show peacemaker which i've been enjoying and i
2: didn't even know did that air it just aired. it just
1: dropped uh but uh (laughs) The opening title sequence makes me so happy if people, like, go check it out. I mean, watch the show, but, like, there, it's an elaborate dance number.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yep. So there you go. Pop culture. Oh, yeah. I, I forget. You get those Google alerts for John Cena stuff, right? Yeah, and you can't see them. And then you, yeah. You click on them and nothing's there. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's our internet John Cena joke. Uh, (laughs) Is there anything else? You can see us, and by see us,
1: I mean hear us, next week. (laughs) So remember, (laughs) question everything, and Uh, shut shut up and get a lawyer. And
2: get and get over, That's my thing, man.
1: I was doing you didn't say it, so I was doing an impression of you to check. Shut so. up
2: and get a lawyer. Is that what I sound like to you? Shut up and get a lawyer, wookie
1: Oh, oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, a
1: <laughs> So good. God, job of the hut's great.
0: Of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one.
1: In a world where people watch movies, I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie sometimes they look for the silver lining wait a second i like this part of this movie joel and andy do that work for you the silver linings playback i like this part of this podcast or they tell me the part of the movie i like every monday on the peak sloth podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts